Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode number seven of the Reinventure Me podcast. Do you think of yourself as an apprentice? Well, you should. And we're going to talk about why on this episode of Reinventure Me. Find your next great beginning. This is the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Well, hello again, and welcome back to another episode of Reinventure Me. So glad you could be with us. This is Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. And uh, we're here to get caught up on our last week's Challenge Me was to find something new that we could begin in the last next four weeks. That's right. Yeah. How's yours going? <laughs> well, uh, I want to start out by stating a philosophy of goal management. Okay. What is that? <laughs> well, you never set goals that you're going to accomplish for the day, because if you do, then you're just going to get discouraged if you don't get them done. So the best goal planning, they say, is to actually set goals for the month, which, as you know, Last time we said, this will be a goal that we want to start in the next four weeks, right? Right. Okay. That's another way of saying I haven't started yet. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't feel like a failure because I have all month. (laughs) (laughs) See what you did there? That's kind of clever. My goal, my uh, my new beginning was to to learn the the art of kettlebells and to get going on that. Which is kind of like self-torture in a way. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you hit yourself in the head, which I'm likely to do. But um, tell me about your goal. Your goal, how you were going to take up some Excel training. How's that going? I, um, so I changed my goal. So oh yeah. So I decided one to take... week in, and you've already switched goals. <laughs> it was like a New Year's resolution for there, you, there, huh? There is a justifiable reason. All right. So I, I actually put myself through the through the resource that we put out with the list of questions of how to qualify what to start next. So one of the questions we asked was, "How much time is it going to take, and how much time am I willing to devote?" And I realized these classes are going to take a lot more of my time than I had. So last minute, while we we're going to Barnes and Noble, my wife and I. Um, we walked in and I saw journals and uh, instantly I remembered one of the first podcasts that we did about journaling. Yeah. And I said, that's what I'm going to do instead. Wow. So awesome. I started journaling and uh, I've journaled really? every single night so far. I have not missed a night yet. Awesome. So, You're a rock star. That's right. So that's I, great. So I did start something. Just wasn't what I planned on. No, but the, I think that journaling is going to pay off for you well into yes. the future. We'll see if I stick to it. But I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> Why? Well, because I was expecting to pick up some Excel techniques from you. <laughs> and now if I want to do that, I'm going to have to do it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Give me time. I'm sure I'll be forced to learn. See, your point. Excel training would have done me better than my uh, kettlebell training would have done you. I know that. <laughs> well, I started journaling because of you. So All right. Well, we'll awesome. I, I'm, I, well, we should, we'll compare notes as we go down the road here. I'll, that makes me nervous, but I'm willing. I'll, I'll keep asking you here over the next weeks. You're, you're going to... 
lean into me on my kettlebell training and I'm going to lean into you on your, now your journaling. I like it. I might just bring you some kettlebells. So, Oh, well, I, 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 it's not the, it's not the equipment. Trust me, if it were the equipment, I'd have a great golf game because I've got some pretty good golf equipment and I just don't. <laughs> That's done nothing for you so far. Huh? Yeah. That makes sense. Well, you know, the show is going to be about being a lifelong apprentice. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did a little bit of research here. You know, it was only 10 years ago that the the reality TV show with Donald Trump, The Apprentice, you know, came into vogue and yep. the, you're fired, you know, and all that stuff came up. But apprenticeship goes back a long ways. Really? How long? It, well, I, I, I mean, I have no idea because I'm not that old. I mean, I know you think I'm old, but uh, 4,000 years ago, there was a Babylonian code of Hammurabi, which required the artisans to teach their youth. So there was already some idea here of passing things down in a structured way. I think it was in the Middle Ages and such that apprenticeship kind of got into this uh, requirement to pick up a skill. Interesting. Yeah, and they, uh, it isn't what we think of apprenticeship today. Back then it was, you, you basically put yourself into a, uh, an indenture. You sold yourself so you become a slave? You basically come become a slave to the master the uh, it, so that you can learn the craft. You would live at their place. You would eat their food. You would basically do their bidding, and they would train you to become an artist or a craftsman or whatever hmm. trade it was that you were looking to pick up. And now we have college students that we uh, you know pay nothing <laughs> to do the same sort of thing working in, ah. in corporations. You know, It's just a modern form of that. But. So we just changed the term from indentured slave to internship. Intern. Yeah, Got see, it. it's in, indenture to intern. It's I, not a hard... Uh, it, it makes plenty of sense. <laughs> I helped start an intern program at church. So. And well, and, and, you, you, and you helped bring an intern into our company, Lumina Consulting Group. <laughs> oh, that's so right. that's, uh, that's, that's awesome. We're, we're happy to have indentured servants like that. But, you know, actually, there's a half a million apprentices uh, by that title in, in America today. They're learning all kinds of crafts from uh, electricians to plumbers to tool and die makers, drafters, all kinds of things. But we don't often think about making ourselves an apprentice. Hmm. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, and I'm excited. This is, this, is a, this is a subject I absolutely love because I know this is something that's made so much impact in my life. So I'm really excited to be actually sharing this. Yeah, you know, and it's especially important, I think, for our listeners who are thinking about transition, mm. you know, and maybe you're out there and you're, you're, you're wondering, well, what, what is my next great beginning? You might have, or probably do have a lot of interests and you can't decide which one to pick between. Well, practicing the art of apprenticeship, I think is a good way to test some of that and find out what your next great beginning ought to be about. Right. Well, I think even if you do know what your next great beginning is, you might not exactly know what's the best way to start it or who to talk to or how to get yourself in. And even then, being an apprentice to someone will yeah. help that quite a bit. Right. And because they can cut down the learning curve for you. Exactly. Yeah. I think you have an Inspire Me uh, uh, quote about that, don't you? Indeed, I do. It just gets me every time. <laughs> so our inspire me quote of the day is a old Japanese proverb that goes like this. It says, better than a thousand days of diligent study is one day with a great teacher. And I've lived that out. I, I know I've spent a lot of time studying, but I know there's been times where I spend one hour with a good mentor of mine mm. and he will rock my entire world. Mm. 
And uh, I, I think that w- this proverb is probably a few thousand years old, and I think it's just as accurate and just as true today as it was when it was first spoken. Yeah. Well, that, it, that is excellent, and you heard it here from Armin San. <laughs> thousand days of diligent study is one day with a great teacher. Well, you know, there's another Japanese proverb that I kind of like. Okay, who's that? <laughs> it says, one kind word can warm three winter months. Huh. And I'm telling you right now in Minnesota, we need a lot of kind <laughs> words to, to warm up these months because it's That's dropped right. down to be below zero this morning uh, again. It is painful. It is painful. Oh. It is painful. Well, we want to be inspired by those words. But we also um, you know, want to uh, learn from great teachers and figure out how to do that. Who Who is a great teacher that you, you've had in your life? Oh, man, I've had so many. But the one that kind of sticks out in my head right now is a guy named Art Erickson. Um, he is the founder of a nonprofit down in South Minneapolis called Urban Ventures. Mm. Um, he's the only guy that General Colin Powell has actually lent his name to. Um, he's probably one of the most effective human beings I've ever met in my life um, regarding social justice and making impact in a community and when it comes to leadership. And he's, he's someone that has impacted my life in more ways than I can. He's the guy who brought me to the National Prayer Breakfast twice. Mm, great. Typically something that you get to go to once. Yeah. Yeah, he sounds like a terrific guy. You know, anybody that could fly me to the National Prayer Breakfast, I, I'll be all, all over it. And I am. <laughs> I can see why. <laughs> I can see why. Yeah. You know, we have a few things we want to talk about, uh, why we should be an intentional apprentice. Mm. Let's lead into that. And, and tell me how art helped you with the first one of these things we want to talk about. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, I have to say there, there hasn't been many people that have expanded my network as much as art has. He has introduced me to so many people that I would have never had the opportunity to meet or work with as art has because he is so respected and he is so networked that the instant uh, him and I became friends and I gained his respect, he was so quick to start introducing to me to people that he thought would be worth my time and I would be worth their time. And then my network just expanded several folds over. And it was people that were so far ahead of me in life that, I mean, every single connection made me a better person, made me a better businessman, made me a better husband, made me a better something. And so it wasn't just a matter of expanding my network, but it was it was a matter of even expanding my mentors. So it, I, I can't I can't even think of many people that have done more for me in in terms of my network, which is one of the one of the key points that we wanted to talk about as why. Yeah, that's number one. Yeah, expand your is, network. It expands your network. And, yeah, and you know, and for a guy your age, um, you you have a network much larger than many in my peers, and so I think it speaks really well to you, Armin, mm. as a guy who's been intentionally cultivating uh, mentors and. And, and mentors aren't things that just come to you. You have to actually do the work to go out and get them. We're going to talk about that in our yeah. next episode, right? Yeah. But, oh, yeah. But you have to put on the mindset and and to know the value of being an intentional mentor. Yes. Or, or intentional apprentice. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think you, you have that mindset. Yeah. I mean, th- there's so much to learn from people who have lived life, mm-hmm. you know, Um there's there's just things that they can guide you through and there's people that they can connect you to that you just wouldn't get from anywhere else you know that there's something to say about a warm introduction mm-hmm. of someone who truly knows you and the person that they're connecting you compared to you just coldly reaching out to someone that you think could help you it's just it's just something different takes place when there's a warm introduction yeah and that's especially true when we're looking for a new beginning yes you know because we are not 
often sure about what that path is going to look like. I mean, and that's the challenge. Exactly. And so getting exposed to people who have a a vast network, who can take an interest in you, take the time to get to know you a little bit, Mm -hmm. and then can plug you into it. It sounds like Art really did that for you. Yes, all all the time. He's he's still doing it now. I'm I'm going to see him this Friday, and he'll probably do something else for me. Well, uh, tell him hello for me. I definitely uh, will. I'll have to meet him sometime. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to introduce you. You know, our second uh, thing that we want to tell you about and at least why we think you should be a lifelong apprentice, is to gain uh, greater clarity. Uh, Not just about what you might do or what the options might be, but a little bit of clarity about where you're wired and gifted. Now, nobody can fully tell you that, but when you get together, and this is my, my experience, when I get together with a mentor, when I practice intentional apprenticeship, and that is I'm, I'm allowing myself to be drilled and questioned and I ask questions of others, yeah. uh, I find out a lot about myself. Hmm. You know, Just asking yeah. people about what they're doing, seeing where their passions are, I can find whether I start to resonate with what intrigues and energizes them or whether it just sounds like, boy, I'm glad you do that because there's no way <laughs> right. I could do it, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the advantage too of plugging into their network because you meet all kinds of interesting people and you can also test when you meet them, do they energize you as well? Hmm. You know, do you light up when you meet with, you know, who's the most fascinating person you met with, you know, in the in the introductions that you had, probably some indication that you share some interests, exactly. you know, yes. and there's some alignment. Right on. And so by not only networking with people, but by practicing art of intentional apprenticeship and connecting into more one or more mentors, you start to learn more about yourself, so you get some greater clarity. Right. And it helps you think more creatively, too, because people come at things from a different angle, and those that have been down the path a little bit further can can also give you some ideas. Right. But, you know, one of the big things I think about a mentor that can be helpful here is all part of this gaining clarity is that it helps you get a little bit better visualization of your future. Hmm. Especially when you find a mentor that's a little bit along the path that you're in, you know. So, so for instance, you maybe want to go into writing or something, and you start finding some accomplished writers that are willing to meet with you, right? And they're if they're willing to be vulnerable and share their successes and failures, it can you know be inspiring. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, it's so true because I I, I I even remember talking to Art one day when I was trying to make a decision between which path to go down when it came to. Um, these business opportunities that were in front of me and I, and everybody gave me this very logical processes. And then I remember art just telling me a story about how he made his decision, whether mm-hmm. to remain a pastor or to go down this route of taking this risk and mm-hmm. going down the path of starting his nonprofit. And I remember he just told me a simple story of just falling on his knees at the Basilica and just praying for eight hours. Mm-hmm. And of all the advice that I got, the one thing that helped me gain clarity on which direction to go was a story of him telling me, hmm. pray about it and let God show you the picture of your future. Hmm. And, that, and that was it. That was the thing that helped me visualize my future. And I realized this is the path I want to go. The other option is just something I do for the meantime. Yeah. And that really brings up a good point because I think what you saw in him was him sharing his vulnerability mm-hmm. at a point of need that you had. Right. And often we think about hooking in with mentors because they can help us with their successes. You know, what are the tactics that they have to be successful? Mm -hmm. And we don't often think about hooking into them to find out what are the strategies that they employ when they're uncertain. 
right. or when they've experienced failure. Right. 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 And that kind of leads us into our third point, Army. Why don't you talk about that? Yeah. So our third point is it just actually helps you avoid costly errors, which is to your point, what Art kind of did for me is that he helped me by helping me see into my future. He helped me avoid going down a path that um, would not have been a best path for me and for it to utilize the strengths or give me the growth that I was looking for. And and it, it really would have been a costly error for me to go down the other path that was an option for me because it would have just been a waste of a year or two of my life where this other opportunity was is just going to open up so much more to me and give me so many experiences that I haven't had yet. And if it wasn't for art, I would have made a very costly error. So not to be too redundant, but having those kind of mentors will truly help you avoid those errors that could cost you more than you're willing to pay. There's actually a proverb uh, in, in the Bible, Proverbs fifteen twenty two. it says, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Mm. Love that proverb. Mm-hmm. It is through counsel that you know which path to go down, what kind of decisions to make and what to avoid. Yeah, I, I like what Sam Levinson said. You got to learn from the mistakes of others because you can't possibly live long enough to make them all yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. I love that. And, and it reminds me of that despair.com poster of this ship that's upended, you know, bobbing in the ocean. And it says, Failure. Could it be that your life is only meant to serve as a warning to others? <laughs> <laughs> Mine definitely is. <laughs> you know, so I think, there, you know, it's, it's, it's a great reason to have a mentor, obviously, is to mm-hmm. keep us from being a lemming and falling over the cliff and, and doing, the, doing the bad thing. But as we, you know, we pointed out before, the, the upside of that is how did they process those errors themselves when mm-hmm. they occur to them? You know? Right, right on. Now, the final thing really is in increasing self-discovery. It's a little bit like we talked about before, but... When you pick the right mentor, you pick a mentor that's able to lean into you, doesn't care about the vulnerability. They're they're vulnerable themselves, and they're seeking your vulnerability as well. Right. And so they challenge you, and I think Art probably did this with you as well, I'm guessing, that he, he challenged you because you gave him permission to guide you. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, when you say, I'm willing to be an intentional apprentice, I, that means I'm willing to listen, and I'm willing to learn. Right. And if you're not... It becomes apparent. I mean, if you're approaching a mentor and you're trying to get the success techniques and it's not about anything that's transformation of yourself as a leader or uh, someone who is trying to benefit others, if it's only purely to short circuit the learning curve so that you can reach the pinnacles of success Mm -hmm. on the backs of others, Mm -hmm. it comes through. Mm Mm-hmm. And, the, the, you know, you'd be a shallow person and few mentors really want to work with people. At least that's my experience. Yes, no, that's and I can nice. smell them a mile away, you know, because <laughs> they, they don't share anything of themselves or guarded. Mm. So when you commit to this intentional apprenticeship, you got to commit to a process of self-discovery. Yeah. And, you know, and you did that too just the other night by uh, deciding you were going to journal. Yes. I mean, that opens up huge self-discovery it, it does it, it's weird even writing about your day you, it, it's funny how quickly you forget about things yeah you know as same day i already forgot what i did that day yeah I, yeah yeah but you got to be in a position where you're willing when you are an intentional apprentice that you're willing to be vulnerable and allow them to call you on the carpet oh. you ever have an experience like that? <laughs> yeah, that's funny you ask so there's a there's a mentor of mine. He's uh, he's a big time business executive at a medical device company here locally in Minnesota, 
And uh, he went to Substance Church while I was working there. And uh, one Sunday morning, he's at church, I'm at church, and it was a really long week. And I mean, I was on like my 100 or 105th hour of the week. Mm-hmm. I was dragging tail. And uh, I and <laughs> he came and he instantly knew I, I was being short. I was just worn out. And he saw that I was being short with my interns. Mm-hmm. And uh, those apprentices who we're talking y- yes. about, those unpaid slave laborers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And uh, give us some context. The, the week before we had a conversation around this and um and what sunday morning was about and it was not about me and Mm -hmm. it was about the people right Mm -hmm. and i remember he made eye contact with me no smile no nothing just walks up puts his hand on my shoulder looks me straight in the guys and goes armin stop being a wuss (laughs) and just walks off (laughs) and then he took like 10 steps looked back smiled and kept walking and all it took was him walking up basically telling me armin man up mm. and it changed my entire demeanor it changed my countenance i wouldn't apologize i mean it, it woke me up mm. but the only reason i wasn't offended by it is because i knew exactly why he said that and uh and it, but it's because i'm willing to accept that from him because i've yeah. made i given them that permission that that's the only reason he would ever do that he's not rude guy he doesn't cross boundaries but it's because he has that permission mm. and it truly made my day better it made my interns better And we don't often find people that are willing to do that, but we have to, if we signal that we're open Mm -hmm. by giving permission, uh, we, uh, allow people to, to say those kind of words to us. Right. And we do need that. We all get in that funk and stupor and, you know, oh gosh, dragon tail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Uh, here are four reasons why you should be a lifelong apprentice to expand your network to foster greater clarity about yourself and mm-hmm. what your uh, direction might be, to avoid those costly errors, and to increase your own self-discovery. Yeah. Well, we have a challenge meet. You want to walk us into that? Yes, sir. All right. So our challenge me segment for today. Start with this. First and foremost, write down three reasons why you want a mentor. And then after that, write down what three areas you want a mentor in. And by that, I mean... Do you want a spiritual mentor? Do you want a business mentor? Do you want a relational mentor to guide you through marriage? So just write down what three areas in your life you want to mentor in. And then finally, write down who you would want to be a mentor of yours. Um, So who are the people that you're thinking of that could play the role of mentor for you in those different areas? Yeah, it's important to point out here that we often misthink about who would be a good mentor because we think about a mentor being like the person who's perfected in all areas of their life. Right. And frankly, a good mentor may not be somebody older than you. Mm. A good mentor might just be somebody who's got something a little bit more accomplished than you do in a particular area. Maybe they, they are raising a family. They're a little, maybe a little further along with that, or maybe they know how to control their anger a little bit better, or maybe they know something a little bit more about business than you do, but they don't necessarily have to be older. They just have to be more accomplished and willing to invest into your life. Just a couple of steps ahead of you. A couple steps, because, yeah. you know, that's kind of all you need. Yep, that's right. And, you know, I, I shared the story, I think, on one of our earlier podcasts about uh, Anna confronting me about my desire for a mentor and, uh, and really woke me up to seeing that I already have many mentors all around me. The, the issue isn't supply. Hmm. The issue is my own willingness. Yeah. So I think this challenge me is just perfect because you're saying, what is it that you really want to be mentored in in your life? Mm -hmm. 
And I think that requires a certain amount of vulnerability and willingness to just sit back and take a look and say, oh, I, I, I need to grow. Right. And we all need to grow in some areas, yeah. you know, so where do you need to grow most in? And then, uh, and then identify some people that you, that can help you and they don't need to be Donald Trump. Right. Probably better if they aren't. <laughs> right. And the only thing I would add to that is just because you think that person is unapproachable or you can't get to them, don't avoid putting them on the list. Yeah. Don't cross right. them off before you've attempted. That's exactly right. So. I, I, we're going to, we're going to talk about this in our next week's episode. We want you to aim high. Yes. And because the chances of you hitting are better when you aim high. And uh, we're going to talk about in our next episode of Reinventure Me, how you can go about finding and getting a great mentor. Mm. Uh, I want to leave with one announcement here. Our Dream Intensive Workshop in Denver is March 14th and 15th. We had this last weekend and it was just fantastic. Uh, we had it in Minneapolis and uh, it was it was terrific to see some of the dreams unfold in each of the participants there and the sense that they could take a next step toward what God is putting inside of them. And so if that's you, if that's something that you're interested in exploring a little bit more, go to dreamintensive.com. Join us at our March 14th and 15th workshop in Denver. As I said, our next episode is going to be about uh, being an intentional apprentice, how to go about uh, finding a mentor. Uh, We'd like for you to leave a question or comment that you might have about this episode or the one that we have next at Reinventure. Dot me And if you're on Facebook, uh, like our page, facebook.com slash reinventure me and, uh, and join the discussion, the community there. For Armin Asadi, this is Larry Gates saying goodbye and so long until next time. Never stop becoming what you should be. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi.